What I'm most looking forward to is the pool, probably. What I'm most looking forward to at Spark is getting to spend more time with my cousins and not roommating with a complete stranger. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel, through the mountain. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. What I'm most um, looking forward to at Spark is getting closer to God and being more open to God. I'm looking forward to getting to know God better and, um, <laughs> and yeah. What I'm most forward to looking to is making new friends. I'm most looking forward to is uh, not sharing a room with a girl because girls are really annoying. <laughs> what I'm looking forward to the most is the experience and the friendships I make on the way. No, you have to hold it. And it needs to be more than just rec time. What, what about rec time? Elaborate. The fun at rec time. Look at the camera. Oh, the fun at rec time we're gonna have. Nice. Julio. Um, I'm excited to meet like new people. Nice. Sorry. Is it filming? Oh. I I don't know. You can't say I don't know. You have to have some feeling. We told you to think about it. Sleeping. Bada-bing-bada-boom. Um, yeah, hanging out with Miss Casey, Miss Meredith in the dorm rooms. It'll be fun. There you go. I'm looking forward to all the activities we can do. Sweet. Your turn. Just exploring the college campus. Sweet. I am looking forward to uh, hanging out in the student center during rec time. Good Go choice. ahead and record your audio. Um, what about you, Wesley? Uh, well, I'm not sure. There's there's kind of a lot of things. Just kind of yeah. Yeah, I don't know what, what I'm gonna yeah what I'm gonna learn. I guess um, the people I'm gonna meet. Good. Getting sick. Yeah, getting sick on ramen. Oh, and, and Landon's depressing four day fling, which is not happening. Yeah. Pretty safe. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to meeting new people and possibly getting sick on ramen. Yeah. yeah, and Wesley's depressed. Uh, uh, which is not happening. No, that's not yes. happening this time. Uh, Wesley pointed out that there are five. Is that right? Five new campers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah five, five new nine. campers this year. So I'm most yeah, excited to hear about their experience, what's, what their favorite thing is. And this year, um, the Benson Auditorium is open. So oh yeah, we'll I forgot. Plenty about of space for everybody to spread out and everything. Yeah, so we won't be cramped yeah. at all. I'm excited to, we have our devotional time at the end of the day and I'm excited to us all gather together and be like, what was the best part of today? So that's what I'm looking forward to. Sweet. Uh, Weston, read that sign. Heartache! 
So if you're just completely confused, uh, we don't normally do this as a church. It's a special Sunday. Uh, we just finished up the month of June, which is a very, very busy month for our student ministry. Um, we do our middle school camp, Spark. That's through in, for entering fourth through sixth graders. We're here for three days, and then we leave with the high school students entering seventh through twelfth and recent graduates. And, um, and then when we get back from that, we have a little bit longer break and then VBS. So it's been a very, very fun month um, for the student ministries. I just want to, I, I saved my favorite part, the thing that I was looking forward to at camp. Uh, and I just want to take this opportunity to just really say thank you. I can't say thank you enough, but as a student minister, to have a church that supports our student ministries like you guys do is insane. And so I just want, you guys need to give yourself a hand because I don't have enough hands to give you. We felt you guys support while we were at camp, both financially and just felt your prayers the whole time. And um, I say all that to, to say this is the reason that we do camp and VBS is because of my favorite part. And it's getting these kids together with at the middle school camp, around 80 other kids. At the high school camp, hundreds. I think it was 400 kids for session A. We don't go to session B because that's a VBS week, but they had more than double uh, that week. But to get our kids around other kids so that they can see that we all worship God together, that we're all growing in our faith together, that they're not part of just City Point Church, they're not part of just Springdale or Northwest Arkansas, but I mean, we're worshiping with kids um, from Arizona, from Texas, from Illinois, from all over, and to get that feeling, I mean, our Sunday morning worship is awesome, but just to feel that like-mindedness, that oneness in spirit all over our country is just awesome. And so I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you guys know, we as a student ministry want to come along you as, as, as parents and follow this verse from Proverbs. Now, Proverbs isn't a guarantee book. You guys know that, right? It's a best practices book. 
And so we're going to join you in this best practice. If we can put that verse up on the screen, this is Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he, was, when he is old, he will not depart from it. A better translation might be he won't be able to run from it. He won't be able to get away from it. And so that's what we are doing here at City Point with our student ministries. We want to come alongside you as we train up these children in the way that they should go. Change a generation. So I'm going to let you guys see a day in the life of the campers. Uh, It's from the uplift perspective, and uplift and spark are a little bit different. And VBS just happened three days ago, so they didn't get into the video. They have their own videos on Facebook. You guys can join our families and friends group. But anyway, spark is very similar to to uplift. The middle school camp is very similar to the high school camp. They just don't have as much freedom as the high schoolers do. They all go do everything together. The high schoolers get a choice on what to do. Uh, The middle schoolers all stay in the same dorm. Sponsors on one floor, uh, girls on the next floor, guys on the top floor. And then for uplift, because of the number of kids, they're separated around campus. Uh, But just to kind of give you an idea, this is kind of what it looks like a day in the life of a camper. Morning, Landon. How did you sleep? Decent. Decent. Wesley? Um, I slept kind of okay and then woke up and felt like trash. Okay, this is Uplift 2023. Woohoo. We're going to start with Zoo Crew or Morning Uplift. Why are you guys already laughing? I haven't said anything. <laughs> if anybody wants to say anything about Morning Uplift, the experience, what you like, what you don't like. How interesting it always is. In the morning? Yeah. Because of the games or what? Mostly because of the games. Great, so that's morning uplift. That's how we start our day. Anyone else? The reason they're talking about games and, and uh, volunteers and everything is because the goal of morning uplift is to get you up and moving because throughout the week we get more and more exhausted. You can see it in all of our faces right now. We are all dead inside, but so happy. And so they have to get us awake and, and moving and ready for the full day because if you don't, everybody will fall asleep in class. Okay, speaking of class, anybody have thoughts? Speaking of class, get that camera over here. Speaking of class, anybody have any thoughts on class? After he dismissed them, he went up on the mountain, on the mountainside by himself. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Moving on, after morning class, we go to, you guys are the light, light group. What are light, light groups? We don't, sponsors don't go to light groups, so we don't know. So you guys have to. Uh, so each day we, may, we find somewhere and we like all meet up and we get in a circle. We read a scripture and then, whoa. <laughs> and then we talk about what it means to us. Thank you, Gabe. Hey, hand me that camera. We gotta get the camera guy to give a response. Don't, don't, end don't, end don't, end, don't end it. All right, <laughs> here we go. Let's go, Larry. Landon, what are your thoughts on, like, tell me why you like it. My thoughts on light groups 
is there's less people, which means we all get to be more explicit about the words, about the sentences, expressive, expressive about the words that we say, about the words that we say, and we get to be more like um, exaggerative, and we get to talk more personally because we all have a separate chance to talk. And Love it. Yeah. That's why. All right. What's after light groups? Uh, after light groups is lunch. Then and then after lunch is yeah. <laughs> after that, yeah. Then it's then it's group uplift. Group uplift is next. Chase, what do you do? You like anything about group uplift? The one that we're about to have. The speaker from the night. Oh. I fell asleep most during most of those. Give me that. I don't feel it's basically it's basically <laughs> it's basically a time where like the because it's always the um, speaker from the night before. It's basically a time where they like get to you know I don't know add on anything or express another story, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyone else? Okay, so Brian, the speaker. What'd you like about Brian? Um, he was very much just like open open to all of us and very truthful. He wasn't trying to sugarcoat anything. Just about like his testimony? Yeah. yeah. And he was definitely trying more to engage and talk with the kids instead of just talking to them. He was talking with them. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Yep. Rec time. Who wants to go about rec time? Casey wants to talk about rec time. Spicy Uno. <laughs> Spicy Uno. You gotta give some You gotta say something. You gotta say something. And punching people. Yeah. yeah, punching people. Okay. In I have a bruise from her. Um, I love going to the gym with the dudes. That's one of my favorite parts of rec time and archery. Except Gideon. Um, I I also like play spice you know, most of the time with them and uh, with Gideon. Uh, love you too. <laughs> That's pretty much all I do. What do you do during rec time? You go to the gym. I go to the gym, and then we swim yesterday, and that's pretty much it. The drama. Drama is basically uh, like the big play. Yeah, the university's theater troupe. They like put on a play for us, and it always like has some sort of um, godly message. What's after drama? We're running out of time. Worship. Worship is like one of the best times of the day. Because, I mean, like, singing here is awesome because, like, the acapella would be better with instruments, though, you know? It would be a little better. It would be a little better with instruments, but it still sounds beautiful. And I also like singing in the rotunda. That's, that's beautiful. It, it sounds really good.
Uh, so, entertainment. Last night's entertainment was absolutely hilarious. And um, the night before, that was also pretty good. Richard Simpson is the best part of this camp. Isn't it Richard Simmons? Yeah. Really? Nailed it. <laughs> Bro, I've been hearing everyone wrong the whole time. I couldn't write a better script. You just give them a camera for the week. That's always so great. This year, um, camp was about experiencing God. And, um, oh, man. Uh, Spark, the middle school, they, they kind of drilled down a little bit. They looked specific, specifically experiencing Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. But, man, that is my prayer. I couldn't have picked a better theme for camp this year because it's my prayer for these kids that they would experience God at whatever the age they are, at whatever time in their life. That was kind of the point, that experiencing God can look a lot of different ways, and it can come in high times in your life and low times in your life. I heard um, the, uh, a theologian um, just recently talking about in the Old Testament, 
God instated the temple. And in the temple, God was separate from the people. I don't know if you guys knew that. The first temple had a place where God's presence dwelt. And between that place and the rest of the temple, there was a thick curtain. We have examples all through scripture about how it's dangerous to encounter God. And it's not necessarily because God is dangerous, but he has this characteristic, this holiness that can be dangerous if you encounter it in the wrong way. And we see that all throughout the Old Testament, the danger that humanity experiences from God's holiness because at our heart we're rebels. But fortunately for us, there was a plan. John talks about it in his gospel. If you look in John chapter 1, we read this verse. And the word, talking about Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Suddenly, we're able to see God. We know that when he died, that veil in the temple was rent, symbolically was rent, to show that God is now dwelling among his people and giving us the opportunity to experience the divine, to experience God. That's wild to think about. And not only is it crazy to think about that we get to experience God, but Paul wrote about it in his letter. If we can see that next Bible verse, his second letter to the Corinthians 3 verse 18 says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Man. And the Lord, talking about Jesus, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Man, so not only do we get the opportunity to experience God, but that experience, the thing that we were made for, changes us into the being we were made to be. How awesome is that? And so that was my prayer for these kids, for this camp. And it's my prayer for us as a church. And it's my prayer for us in our community that we would be that light that shines to remind people that we have the opportunity to experience God. Anyway, I've got one more video for you guys to see. The kids are going to talk about their favorite part from camp and their takeaway. Time to go. Guys, come help them grab their stuff. Come on in, come on in. Grab something of the girls. It needs to go way back farther than that. camp was swimming and um, in the 
deep pool. So girls, how was the swimming? Liza, what are you gonna get? Oh my goodness, together? My favorite part about Spark was probably archery tag because Whoa. it just got a cool. All right, Gavin, go. Did you get any good shots? Uh, not really that I know of. You just knit into the all the people. Yeah, basically. I think I got one of Marshall's shots on camera. Oh, dang it, Nathan. I also made a Star Wars reference. I said, eat this rebellion scum. Um, my favorite thing that we did today was um, we did the pool and the water slides, which were really fun. Um, I was really looking forward to that. They had a diving board? Sometimes they don't at camp. Y'all feel tired? Watermelon wave. Blue raspberry and watermelon wave. My favorite part of Spark was swimming in the deep pool. And being able to remit with my cousins. My favorite part my favorite part of Spark was playing archery tag. Marshall's getting set up. Here he goes. Get it right there, right there. Oh! My favorite part about Spark was the water slides and archery tag. My favorite thing about Spark was archery tag. Get it, Weston. We see a good shot. Where's Owen? Get him, get him, get him. It was in the right direction. Why was archery tag your favorite part? I don't know. Why was archery tag your favorite part? Because. Because what? Because why? Huh? Because. My favorite part was probably Rec because of Spicy Uno and getting to hang out with everyone in our group. My favorite part of Uplift was definitely hanging out with Casey and Meredith all week long. We had a great time. Uh, during Rec time in the afternoons, we would usually play Spicy Uno for just hours on end together. It was absolutely amazing. And during the nighttime, uh, after all of our fun activities, we would usually watch a movie or play a game or uh, you know, just like good old girl talk. And we had a great time. I loved being able to connect with them some more and hang out. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'd say that was my favorite part of Uplift. My favorite part of Uplift was playing Spicy Uno during rec time with everybody. 
Sassy Uno is basically regular Uno, but with like extra rules. My favorite part of Uplift this year was probably uh, wreck time when we went swimming. My favorite part was probably archery tag. It was a lot of fun. My favorite thing about Uplift was weightlifting with my friends during rec time. My favorite part about this year's Uplift was working out. My favorite memory from Uplift this year um, actually happened on the very first morning that we were there. So we got in, drove all day, had dinner that night, and then and then hung out, and then had lights out, and then the next morning. So everybody's kind of tired and everything. I told them I'm going to leave for breakfast at like 8 or something like that. And I was half expecting to have to wake up all the guys because that's just normal. Um, so I said I'm leaving at 8, and at like 7.50... I got a knock on my door and there are four of the six boys ready to go. You know, they've got the water bottles in hand, they've got their bags, They're like, all right, let's go, let's go to breakfast. And I checked the last room of the last two and they were also wide awake just waiting for me. Um, that was a special memory because they brought that same energy all week. They were, they were ready to go, they were so excited and that was rejuvenating for me. So that's probably the best memory was that first, that first morning. My favorite memory was uh, making a whirlpool with everything. Favorite drive. memory um, was watching Gabe squat more than Spencer. This huge counselor. Yeah, right. That was awesome. Twenty-nine. Ah, oh, couldn't make it any My favorite memory was staying up late with the dudes and laughing, and also seeing Landon and Chase hit on definitely the prettiest girl there on like one of the last nights. They oh, they riz her up, man. I learned that God already, I mean, Jesus already cleared the way for you, and he, uh, like, and he is the way, so he, like, yeah, he cleared the way for us. Sin made a metaphorical gap between, like, between us and God, 
God was on the metaphorical life side of the gap, and we were on the death side of the gap. Jesus made a bridge between the gap, and that doesn't mean that we're already with God. We still have to cross that bridge. I learned that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and um, like for the truth, he. Um, he is the truth. He knows nothing but the truth, and he never tells any lies. And for the way, um, he paves a way for us to get through things that might be kind of rough. And then um, the life is he um, saved. Uh, well, I don't know what to say for the life. It's kind of hard to explain, but yeah. And I learned that God can make us clean no matter what. I learned that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I learned uh, two things. Uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. And um, and the way he, he blocked out the path. And uh, I also learned that Nathan is a bad uh, young adult leader in Scouts because he almost killed a man. I learned that Jesus is the way because he cleared the path and he made a path for us. So my personal takeaway from this year's uplift was experience God for yourself. Don't just hear about him from other people's stories and from books and stuff, you know, truly create your own path with God and create your own relationship. and. You know, I know it sounds so just like simple and obvious, but I guess I never really thought of it that way before because, you know, I've seen what, what works in other people's lives and I've tried to, you know, copy and paste that into my life and it just never, never really worked out the way that I wanted it to. And so I feel like this uplift kind of made me realize that I need to stop doing that and I need to try to create my own relationship with him through my own experiences and just find my own path to God. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've learned from this uplift, is to experience God for yourself. My takeaway from uplift was experience God, not just think he's real, or just not experience him and just say, hey, he's real. You actually experience him. My takeaway was that um, even though bad things happen and it probably can't get a whole lot worse, it can get better and that's the good thing. What I learned from camp is that no matter what you do, God is always with you. My takeaway from camp was that if you're in a, like a bad chapter of your life, you well, God will always give you like a plot twist, meaning that He will purposely change and give you like something to help you. 
in your hard time. And then my takeaway was that God is always with us and he's always watching over us and wanting the best for us. And my spiritual takeaway from Uplift was being like to be patient and learn through experience and trust God. My biggest takeaway was that we get to learn how to know when we have experienced God um, and uh, one of like their quotes that God's love is enough for all, and that's enough for me. And I that was that was pretty cool. Um, My favorite spiritual takeaway is that there's all different kinds of ways to proceed to the room. Oh, it's, it's a little rattly. Proceed to the room. Okay. This uplift was a highlight from start to finish. All the classes, all the lessons, they were so meaningful. Um, but the last night, the speaker, B. Chris, got up there and, I mean, he brought it. And I loved what he said because he talked about, as a kid, experiencing a, a to-be-continued episode with Power Rangers and how we feel like that in our walk many times with God. Um, we, we feel like we don't know when an answer's coming or when the resolution is going to show up. Um, but he pointed out the importance of if we want to see a change, if we want to see a positive difference in our walk with God, we have to tune in. We have to watch the next episode. We have to stay focused um, and to realize that there is a story being written for our lives and it is involving us, but it doesn't, it isn't written by us. Um, and to not get too lost in the chapter that we're in in the moment. Um, but yeah, that was probably the biggest takeaway for me because that applies to everybody. Um, regardless of where they are in their walk. Um, and, I, and I loved the way he put that about how when you experience failure followed by silence, you have all the elements you need for God to put a twist in your story that you weren't expecting. This could be any sort of positive development or blessing in your life. Um, it was very uplifting, uh, pun intended. And it was exactly, I think, the, the kind of message that that camp needed to hear on that last night. So that was probably the biggest takeaway. I don't have anything else to add, so let's pray. The what? You'll have to wait for a sermon illustration for that. It's, co it's coming. It's coming. But anyway, let's pray together, and then we're going to worship. You guys will stand up. Father, we thank you so much that we are no longer hopeless, that we don't live across this metaphorical gap, like Gavin was saying, this infinite divide between your holy glory and our impure rebellion but that you have made a way. And not only did you die to make a way, but you rose again to empower us for that. And so we look forward to experiencing you in new ways every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing.